morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are listening to us. We are excited to welcome you to yet another episode of the Sweet Potato Genetic Advances and Innovative Sweet Systems, Sweet Games Podcast. I am your host, Viviana Tacos. Today we are joined by Dr. Bernard Yada. He is a Senior Research Officer with Uganda's National Crops Resources Research Institute, NACRI. Today we will be discussing empowering national agricultural research systems through sweet gains. Welcome, Bernard. Let's dive in straight away. What is it about sweet potato that fuels your passion as a breeder? Sweet potato is uh, the most nutrient-dense root tuber and banana crop in the whole world. It is easy to biofortify through breeding. You can easily make crosses and generate populations from which you can select highly biofortified varieties for release and for production. Sweet potato is also harvested twice in a year, which means in sub-Saharan Africa, our producers, and they can make money, that means incomes, and also sufficient food can be produced from the crop throughout the year. Additionally, sweet potato also is fairly resilient to climate vagaries. Normally, our producers can get the crop even when there is so much severe uh, drought. So this makes sweet potato very attractive, fairly easy to breed and manipulate for crop improvement. That's what makes it tick for me as a breeder. Great. Just getting deeper into sweet potato productivity and the linkage to food security and market opportunities. What is the role of this crop in terms of these areas for Uganda? In Uganda, sweet potato is uh, actually a major food, nutrition, and income security crop with a per capita consumption of 85 kilograms per year per person. So the National Development Program for Uganda, we call it NDP3, uh, which is Uganda's development agenda plan for the next five years takes sweet potato as a strategic commodity for the development of Uganda. It's a strategic commodity in that it is key for food security and it is key for nutrition security and also critical for income security. The government is looking forward to further promoting the nutrient-dense orange-fleshed varieties for nutrition and also for incomes in the country. So sweet potato plays a very critical role in the development and the well-being of the citizens of Uganda. Given that it's quite key in terms of food security and the market opportunities in Uganda, what are some of the challenges to its productivity? One of the leading challenges to its productivity is uh, a lot of reliance of our producers on the less Uh, nutrient-rich varieties. Many producers like to produce non-orange flesh varieties. So developing deep orange acceptable varieties with the rightful culinary properties is one of the major challenges that we are addressing so that the nutrient-dense varieties can be further promoted and taken up for production in the country. Secondly, Sweet potato is 
actually attacked by a number of pests and diseases in Uganda and Sub-Saharan Africa in general. Specifically in Uganda, you find sweet potato virus disease causes lots of yield damage, up to 98% yield losses to sweet potato virus disease. So it's a major challenge that we are addressing as a research program. Now, when it comes to pests, you can never forget to talk about uh, sweet potato weevils that severely damage the crop. The challenge with this is they have a concealed feeding behavior. They actually feed on the harvestable part of the crop, mainly that is the roots, which is what the farmer and the producers need to harvest. So weevils can cause between 67 to 100% yield losses. So weevils are a major problem that we are also working on. One major other problem that we face here in Uganda, especially the industry faces, is the poor or underdeveloped sweet potato seed systems. Unlike the cereals, there is no much private sector investment in uh, sweet potato seed systems to date. The focus has to do with developing sweet potato varieties that are resistant to these pests and diseases, and then also working with partners to develop the seed systems so that it gets more formal to deliver the right quality sweet potato seed to the producers in the right quantities and at the right time so that production cannot be interrupted by lack of planting material. Great, and uh, they're very important interventions. Uh, looking at the goal of sweet gains, it's all about modernizing breeding operations across various breeding programs in Africa. So for the case of NACRI, how do you see this playing out? Modernizing breeding entails a lot of things, including development of product profiles, optimizing the breeding schemes, mainstreaming genotyping in the breeding programs, and then enhancing bioinformatics and data management. So one of the key things that we have already really benefited a lot through these efforts is uh, the development of product profiles for guiding our breeding objectives here at NACRI. And Sweet Gains has helped us as NACRI to fine tune and also improve on our product profiles that we developed for replacement of green flesh varieties, replacement of orange flesh, and also purple flesh varieties in Uganda. One of the things that also Sweet Gains has added is the breeding program optimization across our stage gates. Here we, we have been able to now uh, develop SOPs and also optimize the breeding program at, across each selection stage, like how many jump plasma material population do you push through each selection cycle? What designs do you use? What kind of data do you collect? All this has been optimized through the sweet gains. Then we are also working through sheet gains on genotyping. This is especially led by NC State University. Now we are actually able to genotype our materials, the breeding populations through OMSIC. And this can also be uh, scaled to other breeding programs. Then we're also modernizing uh, breeding 
experimental designs we are moving into modern experimental designs which help us to increase the heritabilities for the traits for instance through sweet games we are now running our experiments using uh, the raw column designs and uh, this actually helps us to increase the heritabilities and this is critical for using this data as we go into genomic selection. And then data management is also critical. All of this started from GT4SP project, but now through sweet gains, we are improving on our data management so that we get more accurate data, which can actually be used and shared globally for the teams to also make decisions in their, in their work. So those are some of the areas of modernization that uh, we have mainstreamed in our breeding program through the sweet gains. Okay, I heard you talk about uh, SOPs for our audience. That means standard operating procedures, right? Yes, please. Now looking at new tools for data collection that include use of apps and uh, a standardized database known as BreedBase. Tell us about these tools and how they help to streamline your breeding efforts. Breedbase, I will call it the, the, the next generation data management approach or platform that really needs to be mainstreamed in all breeding programs. Breedbases focus on what, what we normally call a round tripping. It means all the experiments, the breeding experiments are designed from an established database. For our case, it's the sweet potato base. So once you've designed the experiments from the database, the designed experiments are exported to a field book app. And this field book app to set up your experiments in the field. Then you'll now use tablets to collect your data from the field. Once you collect this data from the field, you get them curated and then you upload the data back to the breed base. What does this bring? It brings efficiency. It reduces errors in your data collection because the scales are set such that you cannot input any scale which is not part of that trait into the data collection program. So you increase efficiency, you reduce error, and then you enhance sharing of this data because this data becomes an open access global data which other partners can view. They can also use to compare their performance of their own jump plasm with yours. It really enhances decision making and it increases the efficiency. And once efficiency in data collection increased, then you'll be able to uh, make the right selection decisions. Eventually, you end up developing products or varieties which are really demanded because you've done the right scoring of the data to select them. Thank you, Bernard. Indeed, error reduction is key to improving reading efficiency. So thank you for highlighting that. Uh, let's look at mapping of sweet potato genomes and uh, phenotyping of key traits, as this promises to revolutionize plant breeding. Tell us about what it means to you as a breeder to have access to this information and how it helps accelerate uh, the rate at which you release improved varieties. Knowledge and uh, information on the genomes is very critical for the sweet potato industry at a time like this. 
Presently, there are some traits which we consider as recalcitrant. They have been difficult really to manage. For instance, talk about sweet potato weevil resistance, talk about sweet potato virus disease. Scoring them in the field is difficult. So when we get genomic information or we get sequence information, it will become easier for these traits to be mapped. And once they are mapped, we can start to use markers associated with these traits to enhance the selection for some of these traits. Then once also we get the genomic sequences right, then we can start to mainstream genomic selection in our breeding programs. Eventually, what we get is increased efficiency in our selection, and this will also help to reduce the breeding cycles and help us to release varieties which have these recalcitrant traits and progress into them in a very timely fashion. Let's talk of product profiles, a key name that uh, a key product that comes up every so often within sweet games. What are the benefits of developing these product profiles that take into account the different needs and wants of key stakeholders? And these stakeholders include farmers and also commercial manufacturers. Product profiles take into account traits that the various stakeholders need in the new variety to replace the market-leading variety. Working with the stakeholders, value-added traits will become the focus of the breeding program. So the breeding program will focus on, let's say, maximum of three value-added traits to be introduced into a new variety. This means that uh, the waste of resources and breeding efforts by focusing on too many traits is minimized. And this also now increases the efficiency of the breeding program in that the focus on selected few value-added products will enhance quick release of the variety to replace the market-leading variety. Focus on product profiles also comes with the advantage of increased adoption because the variety will have the traits that will make it displace the current market leading variety by the market. Happy to hear about efficiency. That's what we want. That's all we're pursuing for, for Sweet Games, uh, everything breeding efficiency. We want to ensure that it's actually the smallholder farmers that are benefiting. So could you tell us from, from your work at NACRI how we are reaching these farmers and how exactly you see them benefiting? With our product profiles, we have interacted with these farmers. They have clearly stated to us the traits that they need in uh, the varieties that are coming. When we reach the last stages of our breeding cycle, that is the on farms, we establish these experiments or trials with the farmers. And this gives them the opportunity to also participate in the selection. And uh, this enhances the adoption or the acceptability of the new varieties. We also engage them in the seed 
production of these candidate varieties. This helps them to be the entry point for the new varieties to the farming community in that they're able to produce the seed at the early stages and also be able to make uh, money out of seed sales on top of benefiting from the production and sale of the roots. And also we, we take care of traits that are responsive to the various gender. We do a lot of focus on the women producers and also the, the youth producers so that traits that take care of their needs are always incorporated or introgressed in our breeding work. Thank you, Bernard. It has been a pleasure and congratulations for the great work you are doing. Thank you. I'm also very grateful for the opportunity to share these thoughts with you, Vivian, and the entire Sweet Gains fraternity. Please join us next time for another episode of the Sweet Gains podcast, where we explore further innovations in modern plant breeding. This program is led by the International Potato Center and forms part of 1CGIAR's Excellence in Breeding Platform.